You are listening to Natural Born Alchemist. Welcome to episode number 285 of the Natural Born Alchemist podcast. My name is Alex and I'll be your host. So have you had time to check out my YouTube channel? I've been peddling that channel a lot recently and that's because I want more subscribers and um, I want more likes. I want it! And no, really, it's, I've actually put in a lot of work in those videos, so I hope people will watch them and enjoy them. Just search Natural Alchemist channel on YouTube and I'll post a link in the program notes. And, but one video is kind of long, it's called Is the United States Fascist? Uh, and uh, might upset or offend a few Americans, I don't know, that's not the intention of the video actually. Uh, it's more about the US government. Um, I uh, got another video, well, um, I'll talk about that a bit later. And there's a music video. I did an interview with um, DM Trott, who wrote the Drug Users Bible. And uh, I did a, a video I really li- liked, uh, that I was uh, satisfied with a lot. It's about what happens if you burn a flag. You know, what are what are the implications of burning a flag? So check that out. And I also done a video that talks a bit about uh, vaccines. Uh, so, and there's more as well, and more coming. Uh, videos take a bit longer than making a, an audio podcast episode. So uh, please be patient. But if you subscribe, the more people that subscribe, the more you will be whipping my back to put out more content. You know, last year I uh, I didn't do as many episodes of this podcast as I normally do and uh, it's because I you know I don't get paid for this and I, I was I was extremely busy with my day job my night job and my uh, second child or third child if you count the dead one we'll see we'll see now I got a YouTube channel as well and I'm writing a couple of books making some music a lot of things going on and uh, I'll uh, try and keep you in the loop. This episode is called A Funny Idea. And uh, I've had many funny ideas over the years. One idea I had, maybe it's not funny, but it did make my wife a bit nervous. I had this, I have this fantasy of like packing a, a backpack with just a bare essentials and then like walk you know through you know from the Middle East all the way to China or something I'm not I'm not doesn't really matter where you know or walk through India or something just walk for basically six months just walk and keep a diary I think that would be really cool but you know, I would miss my kid. I should have done that when I was younger. Fuck. You know, you know, sometimes it is true that when you have children, you tie yourself down a bit. But it's not really a bad thing because, I mean, it's not that I won't do that trip because I have to take care of my children. It's the reason I won't do that trip is because I would miss them. So it's not really a bad tying down 
but it is a tying down of some sort. Terence McKenna also had a funny idea. It was a bit more extreme than my idea. <laughs> uh, and I want to play a 10-minute clip uh, from a talk by Terence McKenna. And this recording comes from a 1986 recording called Rites of Spring. And the clip itself is titled A Funny Idea. Oh, if only Terence was alive today so he could continue spreading his funny ideas. I, I certainly enjoy listening to them. I hope you do too. So check this out. One of the weird things about about growth or trying to make your ideas always become new is that you always assume you're going to uh, to uh, know what the next step is. That even though you're going to become more and more enlightened, there won't be any surprises. In, and uh, <laughs> so a few weeks ago, I was meditating in my usual fashion. And uh, I began to get this new idea, which was so weird that I immediately shifted into, aha, this is, this is not the truth. This is not a transmission about the nature of reality. This is a plot for a science fiction novel that I, that I should write. And tried to hold that as the defense. That was my shield against the onslaught of this thing. And I've never been one for Atlantis or Lemuria or all these invisible prehistoric lands and places that people enjoy so much. But I was told a very funny thing, which I will share with you. It's uh, a funny idea. Now, let's see. How does it go? It has two versions, one of which speaks a scientific language, the other speaks a mythological language. Okay, so the scientific language goes like this. There's something in the universe called a fractal soliton of improbability. This means it's a unicit event. It only happens once in the lifetime of a universe. You can think of it as a wavelength with one wave. That's why it's called a soliton. And if one of the and these things move not in ordinary three-dimensional space, but but in some kind of much higher spatial manifold, and when they collide with a planet, or when one collides with a planet in a universe, the time stream of that planet is divided, and two copies of the entire planet spring into existence without either having any knowledge of it. It just is something which happens. So this voice was telling me that uh, this had happened to the earth and that this was the secret that we were all striving to understand was that a, an event in the past had actually divided our time stream and that a twin of this planet had come into being in another dimension. Okay, so that's the scientific explanation of it. So the mythological explanation was that there that the universe it's Gnostic, that the universe is the creation of a demiurge, not the highest expression of divinity, but a kind of demon, a fallen creature. And that this demiurge was able to coax itself into being and actually incarnate into history as a human being and that when this happened this was then the mythological expression of the fractal soliton of improbability 
And when it happened, the time stream split. So the time-splitting event had to do with the career of Christ, who was an extraordinary manifestation of energy in the historical time stream, not to be confused with a Buddha or a Mohammed or a Zoroaster, who were great saints. And uh, it, it was something else. It was, in some sense, what it claimed to be but in some sense, okay? So now, at the moment of, and you can choose either the Immaculate Conception or the Resurrection, depending on which side of the bed you got up on today, but at that moment, the time stream split, and this other place came into being without having any awareness that, and they were identical at that moment, these two worlds. Now, Christ had no children, so, oh, what I forgot to say was that the event, the fractal soliton of improbability, has this quantum mechanical half-charge so that in one of the universes it happens, in the other universe it doesn't happen. And so everything about these two worlds was the same except that in one of them the Immaculate Conception had not taken place or the Resurrection had not taken place. Now, because Christ had no children, in the world in which he was absent, it was not a genetic line which was missing. It was an ideological line which never received expression. And consequently, as time passed, first decades and then centuries, the absence of this particular intellectual influence in the world changed the world radically in the following way. Greek science did not suffer the suppression that occurred with the conversion of Constantine. The academies were not closed. The hermetic knowledge was not repressed. Conversely, the empire was stronger and was able to repel the barbarian invasions of the second to the fifth century. and and mathematics which had halted in our world at Diophantus proceeded through his disciple Hypatia to develop a calculus by AD 370 so that the millennium of Christian stasis that occurred in our world did not occur in that world and as time passed and engineering advances occurred by around 850, they had ships which were able to cross the Atlantic Ocean, and they encountered the Mayan civilization reaching its fullest flower on, in Guatemala and on the Yucatan Peninsula. And in fact, in this vision, I saw the Roman Emperor Cosmodorus V make a pilgrimage to Tikal in 920 to be present at the coronation of a king at the end of Bakhtun VIII. <laughs> Anyway, this Greco-Roman imperial culture immediately recognized the genius of the Mayans in mathematics and astronomy, and, and Europe was transformed into a, an amalgamation, a Greco-Mayan civilization with the... So let me see. <laughs> and
and, and this civilization continued to develop. Now, one of the influences which the Mayans brought into Europe around the year 950 was their extremely sophisticated psychopharmacopoeia and shamanism. And this mated with Neoplatonism and Hermeticism so that rather than science developing as it developed in our world, a kind of magical psychopharmacolytic technology of thought and understanding was what was developed over the centuries. And then in later centuries, centuries before it happened in our world, they contacted the Orient and the Sung, the dynastic influence of the Sung, poured itself into the creation of a global civilization such that by around 1200 AD they were able to land on the moon and create a cybernetic global civilization similar to the kind we have now. They continued evolving with all this psychotronic and shamanically derived and now, by this time, you can imagine it was an unbelievably exotic and alien uh, civilization compared to our own. The fruits of their psychedelic and psychoanalytic investigations into higher space was the discovery of our world. They found out what had happened. They figured it out by studying dreams and by making deep journeys into the psychedelic space they were able to discover our sleeping unconscious with its repository of the legacy of the Christian centuries under the reign of this demiurgic ideology and they conceived of the notion of saving us and it, it has to do with this whole thing about the UFOs and influence in dreams and astral traveling and the other side is actually the manifestation of this bizarre Greco-Mayan postmodern star-faring civilization trying to reach across the dimensions to save us from the momentum of our history by making us aware of first of all their existence and also their technology which is evolving toward a point where I think around the Mayan millennium around 2012 the time island will be f we will flow past the time island and the two time streams will be rejoined and we will make peace with this civilization which is now a thousand years more advanced than us with this totally different cultural history and this completely different take on reality. So this came to me in the space of about 15 seconds. <laughs> and uh, more details have flowed in and I use it mostly as a meditational device because it's so interesting to ask to be told about how this other civilization developed its amazing exoticism you know its neoplatonism its taoism its mayan influences melded into a completely different kind of civilization than the one that we inherited i've always thought you know that the that uh, Christianity, without making any judgment about Christ himself, that Christianity is hands down the single most reactionary force in all of human history. And where would we be had that 1,200 years not 
been given over to this peculiar meditation, you know. All the pieces were in place for the kind of civilization that I've outlined. It was just uh, a coincidence. Terence's idea is basically a kind of butterfly effect. In other words, a very small change in initial conditions creates a a significantly different outcome. That is, if Christ never existed could be considered a small change. Depends on what your perspective of Christ is, I guess. Terence implied that maybe these parallel worlds would converge on 2012. Well, they didn't. But just because they didn't doesn't mean his idea is hogwash. They might never converge at all. Or they might in the future. Or they might uh, be just a funny idea. (laughs) Who knows? By the way, uh, I wonder if you've seen Nolan's latest film that came out last year, Tenet. I suggest you do that since that is about different timelines converging. But in, 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 in that film, one timeline is coming in from the past and another from the future. And if there's one thing that gets my rocks hard, it's time travel movies. Anyway, to get back on topic, Jesus Christ. Uh, some consider Jesus to be a real figure. Some consider him to be a myth. But if you head over to YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Natural Born Alchemist, you can watch a video called... The message and the messenger. And in it I basically make the point that the message is always more important than the messenger. And I for one love the message Jesus brings to the table. So it doesn't really matter if he was real or not. In the same way whatever wisdom you achieve when you take psychedelics. It doesn't really matter if if it was real or not. As long as it uh, helps you in your life. I always said I don't want to have adverts on this podcast. And what you're about to hear is not an advert per se, because I didn't get paid for it. You see, I've entered into an agreement with a few other podcasts, and we are going to advertise each other in a cunning scheme to uh, help us grow. Individually, we are going to join forces. So here is a promo for another podcast that you might find interesting. Project Archivist is a podcast that takes a look at the world of the wonderful, the weird, and the strange. Not always paranormal, but always different. Join us as we take a look at the weird world around us through guest interviews and roundtable discussions. You can find our show at www.projectarchivist.com, on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or any place that you can find podcasts. Anyway, I would love your subscription over at YouTube and it costs you nothing, so please subscribe. I will appreciate it greatly. Now we touched on the topic of the butterfly effect, so let's close by listening to the love button song Butterfly Effect. Muhammad Ali once said, Don't count the days. Make the days count. Keep that in mind. See you in the next one. Freedom is in the mind. could 
If I was you, I wouldn't think about it. The butterfly effect will only mess you up. It's been known to drive perfectly normal people insane. If I was me, I probably wouldn't talk about it. But you know the past few days will really mess me up. Since the fever ate my This is bigger than you think This could grow to infect the universe We could fall apart And our parts could fall apart And become the core If I was you, I wouldn't think about it. The butterfly effect will only mess you up. It's been known to drive perfectly normal people insane. If I was me, I probably wouldn't talk about it. But you know the past few days have really messed me up. Since the fever Past few days have really messed me up since the beat. 